Could you imagine what it would feel like to be in Ukraine in a hotel and bombs and missiles going off around you? We have someone who has survived and is here to tell us the story. Eliezer Sherbatov joins me coming up on the Sick Podcast. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero. The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. And now a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadiens win the Stanley Cup. Sports entertainment like no other. Brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense by nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. Marinero, welcome. It is the Sick Podcast, and it's brought to you in part by 8.6 Beer, Intense by Nature, the beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passion in order to make their mark, and brought to you also by Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you go back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. I'm telling you, the salmon tartare, unbelievable. Welcome to Lacage. And welcome, everyone. Today's story is, it's an unbelievable one. It's really unreal, um, but unfortunately, it was real. It happened, but he was able um, to escape disaster. Joining me to talk about the war in Ukraine, professional hockey player who plays professionally for a team in Ukraine, Eliezer Sherbatov. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Um, wow. Uh, I know your story a little bit, but now it's chance for uh, our audience, our viewers, everyone to find out about your story. Uh, you, um, you came to Montreal at a young age. Um, you discovered a passion for playing hockey. Uh, you played here. Uh, I know you very well because you're part of several highlight reels the trickery that you're able to do with your stick and a puck. It's absolutely unbelievable. I saw you on TSN Sports Center back in the day for one of the highlights of the night or even one of the highlights of the year in hockey. Uh, you played your junior hockey here, and then your career took you to different places. It took you to France. It took you to Kazakhstan. It took you to Slovakia. It took you to Poland. And on July 29th of 2021, you signed with a team in the Ukrainian Hockey League called HC Mariupol. Is that correct? Yes, it's correct. All right. So um, you go to Ukraine, you're playing there, and then you get word that um, a war is imminent between Russia and Ukraine. Can you, can you tell me what you're, you're feeling at that point? What's going uh through your mind? When it uh, when the missiles went went you're you're asking me or before? Okay, so were, you know in the, in the news I, where when people were saying oh that there's a war that that might come. So correct. Yeah. So uh, give me the timeline right between the time that people are saying there's an imminent war and by the time you actually uh, heard a missile. So when it all started, 
when everybody's saying, yeah, there's there's a war coming, there's a war coming. You know, people don't know that who lives outside of the country. I, I was living in Donetsk Oblast where eight years ago uh, there was a war um, where the Russians came in and, and some, some, somehow took uh, two cities, uh, Donbass and Lugansk. I was living there in the Donetsk Oblast. There was no problem whatsoever. Every, everybody was living normal. Russians, Ukrainians, Belarus. We have our hockey team. We have our, the president of the um, of our league, who is who is well placed in the in the government, well known. He would he would know if something would happen, right? Yeah. As 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 a person, you wouldn't let if you're responsible for many teams and hundreds of people. If you knew, what you would say, say nothing. I, if it were, if I was at his place, I would say something. So I would think that the person beside me would do the same thing. Of course. So I don't know if he knew, or he didn't know. I hope I hope he didn't know. So from Mariupol we go to Kramatorsk to pl- to play a hockey game. Everything goes good. I'm getting ready to play. Um. We're second in the league. Uh, everything goes perfect. We're getting ready for a game against Kramatorsk. The 23rd, I'm sleeping until the 24th. At 5 a.m., you hear a, a, a boom and a, a sound that it wakes you up so you don't understand what's happening. So while I'm waking up, there's there's light going through the window. A light, I, it, it it's not a, a LED light. It's a light that in movies, in, in extraterrestrial uh, movies, you, and it goes right through your window. Wow. Second boom, third boom, your body's shaking, your, 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 your soul comes out of your body. You, it's like you're not living anymore. So you go downstairs, you go for breakfast, the, the coach says, guys, very calmly, guys, uh the war has started wow and as a fellow canadian we don't know what is war maybe our parents maybe that if you know we come from immigrant parents maybe but us we don't know what is war and he says well i suggest you to stay put as a team at the hotel or you take your stuff and you leave, but it's your decision. Now, Eliezer, if I can. Yeah, go I, ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, it's, it's uh, pl- please, by all means. Who did you have there with you? No one. Alone. I'm, now, I'm, I'm the only, only Canadian, only North American in the, in, in the league. Okay. But your wife and your child? Thank God. Thank God my wife was giving birth. Um, three months she gave birth three months ago to my baby boy um thank god we made a decision that from they need to stay home in canada and i would go make some money for our family abroad alone for nine months but yeah they stayed because we have our canadian doctors from montreal every it's it's safe so thank god we made that decision wow and so now 
you hear that that missile at five o'clock in the morning you run downstairs i imagine many of your teammates did shortly thereafter your coach tells you the war has started you can either stay or you can leave the second he tells you the war has started you're thinking what i'm i'm not i'm not thinking it's i'm i'm dying for me for the next 35 hours the only thing I, the only th- thing i could have i could think is that i'm dying and every second that i'm saying oh i might survive it's a joy but every, I, I, you cannot sleep because obviously you think you're not going to wake up so you're not sleeping the whole time you're not eating because your intestines are trying to come out out of your body so you take you you suck on on little uh chocolate just just to feel something you drink some water so you don't throw up um i had three phone calls that i had to make it's my wife um that was yeah you you, you cannot you cannot tell her i'm 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 going to die I'm not, I'm not, it's not, I'm not coming home. You can't, you cannot tell this. You what have did you to, tell her? What did you, you tell her? You have to tell her everything is going to be good. But you know that you're not surviving this. Where you need, where, at, at that time, where can you go? You have thousands of, of, of soldiers on the right, a Russian, and you have a thousand soldiers on the left, who's Ukrainian, and you have up north, you have the Belarusians. Where you go? By foot? In the middle of nowhere, where it's it's thousands, more than thousand kilometers to the border of Poland. Uh, of Poland. Okay, so explain this to me, Eliezer, if you can. If you would have walked outside that hotel room at that moment, you would have seen, like, how close were they? It was close enough, so things are shaking. It there's there's. Uh, um, um, army trucks uh, that were passing right in front of the road of our hotel they're passing right in front of our, our hotel so we're sitting down in our rooms and every sound we're trying not to make sound every sound we hear and then you hear the 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 tanks and the the big the big army trucks how long were you at that hotel for so 24 24 about about 30 37 hours how many hours how many hours were you still there for after the missile went off oh no sorry after the missile went off 37 yeah. hours 37 hours after the missile went off yeah okay let's 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 make it 35 i would imagine you got zero sleep in those 37 hours like how do you sleep oh. thinking that a missile or a bomb can go off in your hotel and everything explodes at any second. But, and that's you're absolutely right. Any any second, it it can go off. You cannot sleep. It's impossible. The second call I'm making is my dad. My dad went through war. He 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 knows. He was in the military. Uh, he was in the military in, in in Russia, but it was it was back in the days in the Soviet Union. Yeah. Um, 
he reassured me. He had to, you know, he's he, he's a dad, you know, you yeah, dad, dad, that's what he does. And um, the third call I'm making is the Canadian government, the embassy, the embassy. There's yeah. no help whatsoever. I received zero. Oh, no, they put me on automatic voicemail, uh, automatic, uh, you know, I don't know how it's, it's how it's called. So you you called the Canadian embassy because yeah. you're a Canadian in Ukraine and there's bombs and missiles that are going off everywhere. You're fearing for your life and you're stuck in an answering machine. I'm answering machine. Second thing I do, I write them an email. They send me an automatic reply. I send them, I'm scared for my life. I have nowhere to go. I don't know what to do. Um... They send me an automatic reply saying that we will send you a message shortly. Later, hours later, they send me a message saying, go to a bomb shelter. As a Canadian, you're thinking, what kind of bomb shelter are you talking about? Here's here's the message, by the way, that you sent, if we can get it. Uh, here's the message that you sent to the yeah. Canadian embassy. Yeah. If you can read it for us. Hi, my name is Eliza Sherbatov. I am a Canadian citizen from Quebec. I play hockey in Ukraine. I am in the city of Drushkivka in Donetsk Oblast. I am scared. I don't know what to do. My team are in the hotel. They say to stay put. Please help. Wow. Did they get back to your email? This They, they, they get, get me an automatic reply saying that they will send me a message shortly and a copy-paste email saying... You know, go to a bomb shelter. What kind of bomb shelter? And there's bomb shelters. Yes, Kramator. So my teammates are, there's teams, guys that I play against, they're still in the bomb shelter. What kind of bomb shelter we're talking about? I'm going to die in there. There's no food. There's no water. There's nothing. I need to leave the country as soon as possible. And you're thinking of that point. You're thinking of your wife. You're thinking of your child. You're thinking of your parents and you're thinking, I need to get home to my loved ones. Tony, I'm, I'm, th- I'm not thinking that. I'm not thinking that. How can you think that? I Me, mean, I'm thinking I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm going to die. I'm not, I'm never going to see them again. Oh, wow. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. There's nowhere to go. You're, you, you know, I'm going to give you an example. The same example as if you get, um, they they put you in a grave alive, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and you're done. You're alive, but you're on, on, under the uh, under the earth, and yeah. you can't do nothing. That's how I felt. I cannot do nothing. You cannot go left or right. There's no cars. Wow. So thank God there was one train one train that goes from Drushkovka yeah to Lvov where the Israeli embassy those beautiful people those angels that were waiting for me in Lvov wow um and and how did you get how did you get to that train station the train station was closed by the hotel there was one train going from this place 
to Lvov. The other cities you cannot go to. You cannot you go walk, to Kharkov. You walk there, you ran there, you got a lift there. How did you get to that no, train I, station? I walked there. It's, it's, right, it's right next to the hotel. Okay. It's, again, thank God I'm not in Kramatorsk where it all started or, or, or we had a game at night and I was in Kramatorsk. It's thank God I did, was in Drushkovka. Did somebody tell you? Yeah. Eliezer, get on the train. Or was it you? You saw a train. You said, that's my, my way out of here. So a guy that I played against wasn't Kramatorsk, uh, the, who plays for Kramatorsk, came to our hotel as soon as possible. Came to our hotel. And all the other Europeans, they left without saying nothing. They left us. There were two guys left from Europe or, or North America. Two guys left. And we went to the train station and the people from the Israeli embassy says, any means necessary, you come to Lvov, no matter what. No matter what, train, car, you go, you go. You cannot say Donetsk or Oblast. People are dying right now. They're, they're dying. In Mariupol and in, in Kramatorsk. There's no tickets left in that train. So I give... Half of the money I have left. Say, please, get me a reservation. Something opens. Please take it. We received the call. You got you got your tickets. Me, me and my friend. And there's another buddy, uh, a Russian guy that was coming with us. Mm-hmm. That's another story. Um, so we're waiting for our train. I'm starting to, to feel better because there's a there's a light after this tunnel. Yes. I'm going in the train to Lvov. People are there's waiting. Hope. For there's me. hope. There's hope. Yeah. There's hope. At 4:50 p.m., the train is not there. We received a call from the military uh, that works in communication in, in Mariupol. And it says the trains are getting gunned down. Oh my god. He says, he says to my to to my my friend my I consider him my friend because he's my he's my center and we play together and we score together and and you know he's my friend and he looks at me in the eye while he's talking hangs on the phone he says he explained me that trains are getting gunned down and there's 50 50 percent chance that you survive and he looks at me in the eye and he says I'm not going I don't want to die I'm, I'm in shock. I'm, I don't, what decision can you think of taking? You go and you have a 50, 50% chance that you get gone down in Kramatorsk, you get gone down in Kharkiv where war started, or you get it gone down in, 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 in Kiev where, where it started again. Yeah. So what decision can you take? What would you do, Tony? Or you stay put. I'm I'm trying to get out of there. Well, you would survive then. <laughs> you would have been one of those who survived because I call my father and I says and I, you know I talk to him and he tells me and it's the first time I hear that I hear that he's nervous. First time in the whole sit- the mm-hmm. whole situation. Mm-hmm. And th- this understood that again. Okay, I'm, I'm might not come back home. So I you stay not. on. So you stay on the train. I'm. 
I haven't made the decision yet. And then okay. my father says, if God's will, because the train was late for four hours, that because trains were getting gunned down. It was late for four hours, but my father says, if for God's will, trains comes, you hop on it. And with God's help, you'll be in Lvov without getting gunned down. Because we're traveling at night, which is way more dangerous during the day. Of course. And the train comes and we enter. It was 24 hours of... of and it was, it was if I can, Elizabeth, it was probably meant to be for you to be able to get away because if the train isn't delayed four hours and it's delayed maybe one hour and it's in the day and it's not at night, it's probably not the same ending for you. So God was with you on this one. It's, it's everything aligned, every stars every star aligned so you arrive in Lvov at what so you you arrive in Lvov by train uh at what time and, and how many how many people are in that train it's full it's 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 full because we we, we go to to Kharkiv uh where there's war where the train get the train got gunned down the, the you know the one that called yeah. the military they said it's in Kharkiv it's full Moroccans, uh, uh, people from Africa. It's, 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 it's a lot of, you know, uh, not Ukrainians. And it was full people entering it uh, like uh, with no tickets, you know, jumping in the train. Wow. And, you know, I'm, I'm in my cabin because I'm the first station. I'm the, uh, sorry, the second station that, st that starts, that goes from, from all the way east to all the way west. So it was okay, but when we entered Kharkiv, it was a full jungle. Full. Did, did you have anything on you besides your, your, you know, your, 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 your wallet and your and your cell phone? I didn't even have my wallet. I have nothing. I left in Mariupol. It it, it was one game. Oh wow! I, I, I we went out for one game. So it's, it's five hours ride up uh, from Mariupol to Kramatorsk. I left everything: my laptop, everything, my my all the money, nothing. In your apartment, yeah. Which you were what sharing what's uh, with a teammate or no, you were on no, your own? I'm on my own. Okay. And uh, um, my hockey equipment, ev ev everything. I I don't need nothing. I don't care at that time. I don't care what I need. Of course. I have, I have a couple of cash grieving that I, I I take with me, but that's yeah. it. My my all my Canadian documents and I mean, thank god i had my passports my israeli and canadian passports thank god you had the passports on you yeah i shouldn't have because we're traveling inside the country we don't need passports okay but i had them some some in some miraculous way i had my passports wow so so people are entering and, and, you know, I opened the door, you know, I, I, I let people in, in our cabin because outside it's, it's full, you know, luggages outside, you know, this it's space. It's, it's a one meter space. Our cabin is like two by three. It's, it's, it's nothing. So, you know, I, there's, uh, uh, I let four Moroccans in, uh, um, and then there's no more space, but then there's two girls sitting outside for four hours like this on the floor. I give them their, I give them my my spot and and I see them they're, they're, you know they want to eat they they you know they have nothing and yeah 
know, they still have a, so much, two Ukrainian uh, young, young girls, and they still have to go, and nobody helps them, you know, at the end. So wow. I gave them all, my, all the rest of my money because I understand that now my perspective is that if you need help, it's not tomorrow, it's not in an hour, you need help, it's now. For, correct. It's now. Every second is important. So, so my perspective is if somebody calls me and tells Eliezer, I need your help, I'm going to help them. I'm going to help them because people help me. People that don't even know me. So who oh, helped you? How did you get home in the end? Who helped you? So um, all Israeli embassy, all the volunteers, uh, my my friends from Israel that got, got in contact with everything. Um, Yevgeny Gusin, uh, Lev, Levgenin, Vladimir Beliak, Alexander. Uh, um, I, I don't know the family name. I, I forgot the family name. Okay. Um, okay. From from Air, uh, Robert Oranger from Air Canada, agent passenger, uh, pa- passenger. Robert uh, Oranger is yeah. a friend of yours? Huh? Robert Oranger is a friend yeah. of yours? Yeah. But okay. all the others, I don't know them. He's a friend of mine too. So I know who you're talking about. So uh, he's probably he's probably in Florida right now as we speak. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He, he's an angel. He's he, I know I've known him for twenty years. My parents. He's he's been helping. He's been helping us since since, since I'm a kid. I remember he's, I was at his, his house when I was a kid, and he was, you know, uh, he's helped. He's helped a lot of people. He's a fantastic. So person. much. Okay, people. so so from from there, you made your way where to the airport. Okay, so that's another. That's that's. I'm. I'm I, I, there's another from the airport to the borders. That's a whole other story. Okay. But I just want to say I just didn't finish. Uh, yeah. Filomena Ferreira, the concierge at Air Canada and uh, Canadian Immigration uh, Customs. Uh, his name is Scott. You know, they, they helped me from Warsaw to Montreal. Have a, a pretty, pretty decent trip. You know. Very, well, decent, very good trip and very easy trip. So, th- thanks to them because, uh, yeah, you know, I was already I was out of my mind. So, our, par, excuse my ignorance, but are vaccination codes in effect here in terms of traveling? And and so, did you have them or? So that, that that's that's what I'm saying. So I got the help from from uh, those those three people. Okay, um, that helped me get through. But but I'm I'm. I'm not done. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back there. I'm yes. gonna go back there. So we're in Lo in Lvov in, in the Israeli embassy. Yeah. Um, all the volunteers, they put us in a bus, 17 people. He opens the bus. His guy is Guy Amara. He's, he's, he's again, he's a protector, he's an angel. Um uh, he op- he opens the door and says, Eliezer, you are responsible for this for these 17 people. To get from here to Warsaw. Yeah, as a Canadian, I'm like, I'm trying to survive by myself. But when, you know, once you got so much help from people that you don't know, you're like, if you got to to get those people to Warsaw, you're going to get those people to Warsaw, no matter what. We had three kids. Had a, a 
the mom with three kids we had three elderly uh, uh, mostly women um there was the the Lithuanian guy uh, the the Latvian guy from from uh, the team of Kramators that that we stick together um but the road to Warsaw it was 30 kilometers of 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 traffic of people waiting in the cold in in the cars three days three days wow outside when you arrive people every single because we're in the fast lane every single uh five minutes you get stopped why you and not them and i'm trying to talk we're trying to talk give the israeli passport we're from the israeli embassy you're trying to lie your way out you're trying to give money you're you know you try to do something because you're in the back of the line after and you're done Of course. You, you, I'm telling you, Tony, you are done. If you go back of the line, you're four or five days waiting. Wow. So we get, thank God, you know, people, the military comes, you know, with the guns in, in the bus asking you, you get your way out, way out every single time. You got people stopping you, people that wait, that get bus turned around and, and they don't let them. You you try you have to talk to them. We're Israeli embassy. We have we had like a little patch which says EL on, on the coast. We we taped it so we says you know type of we we're, we're organized group have to stay together from Israel type type of stuff. Um, when we get to the borders, that's a you have to wait outside for hours, and then they want to separate us. The women and the children and the elderly and the and the men they want to separate us. That's days of waiting outside in the cold without no car. People are waiting with fires outside. They make fires and they wait. My God, it's it's it was a jungle. It was it was it was surreal. But we got out. We we got to Warsaw and 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 you know. When did you have any food? Did you have any food at this time? No. What food? What food? You don't think about food. Wow. I was sipping chocolate. <laughs> you know, those yeah, I had chocolate with me. But there's no food. You're trying to survive uh, a war. You don't think about food. You don't think about sleeping. So we get to Warsaw, but the Polish people are truly amazing. Truly amazing because uh, they help the human humanitarian aspect they helped so much uh all of everybody waiting buses everything it was so organized it was beautiful it was a symphony um um so we get to warsaw we all hug each other all the the, the israeli group because it was jews you know ukrainian jews there was it was it was it wasn't all israelis yeah we hugged each other and you know they looked at me and they said well we want to thank you to to get us out of the country i'm like i'm overwhelmed i don't know what's happening i just we just got in poland people are thanking me that i did something and it's so special it's it's so special uh to live something good in in <laughs> in the time of crisis in the time of of, of, of war are you are you placing more phone calls back to your parents or your wife throughout this process to let them know, okay, I made it here, I made it there, or they went hours without hearing from you? 
they, they went hours without hearing me and they were they were scared i'm not gonna say the word but wow i was you know because there's no connection in in in, in the train in ukraine there, there's no connection the whole way you, you you're in the middle of nowhere it's like in canada where you have reception everything you know everywhere there the, it's only in cities I send the heart, and when it get when the heart get, uh, I send the heart to my wife. That's how I said I, I was alive. I send the heart, and when it gets, you know, hours after, then she receives it. Yeah. But imagine, imagine the hours that you, that, that they don't know. Of course. If 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 I if I was out and I, had, I don't know, I, I was. <laughs> I don't know if I would survive men- mentally if I had a, a person of my family. Uh, so you, you you end up getting on a plane from Poland to Montreal? Is that what happens after? From Poland to Toronto. Tony, I have no money. I have nothing. Zero. I'm telling them, please get me a flight. Uh, no, uh, not please. Uh, they're, they're, they're asking me for a PCR test. So I'm saying, I don't have money. I have I have nothing. I just came from Ukraine. I left everything. You need a PCR test. You see the different men- uh, government mentality. You have one that, that wants PCR tests when you have Canadians uh, in, right in the middle of the war. And there's Latvians, Israelis, and other different uh, European countries that that's, are saving, as of now, their own people. And you have Canadians that say you need a PCR test to get enter the f- a flight. What are you talking about PCR test? I almost died for the past for the past five days. You're talking to me about PCR test. That's the whole difference. That's the whole difference. You need, they need to put the Canadian government need to put their prior, priorities at the right place right now. There's I have. My my teammate my teammate is still there. That has three three kids and his wife in Mariupol, and he's in Kramatorsk. Wow. And we're talking about fucking PCR test. What are you talking about? Yeah. And I'm I'm here. I'm 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 having a joy for 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 a couple of minutes, and 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 I'm 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 li- I'm. Thinking to myself for one second, I have, I have my teammates still there. So with all this pleading to tell them, forget about the PCR test. I got no money. I just came from Ukraine. I was almost killed. Did you end up? No, I had the- to pay for it. The, 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 the elderly, the elderly lady um, that, that I that I helped go, go through the the, yeah. the borders, she paid for me. And she didn't have much more money than me, but she had those. She, she had her credit card. Oh, my God. Wow. I have no problem. I just want to get home to, to, to my family. I, I never met my baby boy. I just met him yesterday. Wow. I'm... I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm alive, man. I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm tired of crying. I'm tired of, of, of sweating, of thinking about it. I just can't wait. Everything finishes. This, 
this endless war i just can't wait everything everything finishes and everyone can just come home safely and when you got to toronto did you end up getting a plane from toronto to montreal or yes did- that, the, the, those people uh, you know uh, from robert from robert to rocco uh, um to uh filomena they, they 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 made it quite easy for me they they really made it easy so i can get to montreal when did you arrive at the airport in Montreal? At 12 a.m. Who was waiting for you? At my 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 dad and my brother. My my older my the oldest brother and my dad. Your dad it, was he born in Russia? He he's born in Dagestan. Yeah, he's born in Russia. My mom is born in Moscow. My grandma is born in Moscow. Um but my great great grandpa uh, uh, is is from Ukraine, from Nova Poltava. So you have to understand, there's it's 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 Soviet Union. There's there's yeah. no countries in the Soviet Union. It's 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 one. It's same people. Yes, it's the same people. And it wasn't long ago. We're we're talking about what thirty years ago the Soviet Union uh, stopped. If uh, twenty uh, thirty years ago. It's the same people before this. Can you describe the feeling when you saw your father and your brother at that airport at midnight? Uh, I can't. How yeah. do you want me to describe this feeling? <laughs> the it's it's impossible. I. Yeah, I hug them. It's you. You. You think you're not gonna make it for the past four or five days, and 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 you you see your family. When you got on that plane to go to Canada, you must have been like, <sighs> weight of the world must have just. You must have just felt. Absolutely. You know what? Absolutely. I'm gonna see my family pretty soon. I'm gonna see my family pretty soon. Tony, I'm scared of flying, and I wasn't scared anymore. Yeah. I was finished. It all finished. It's it's like it was months. It, it it's like it lasted months. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. I know it doesn't mean a lot to you now, but I mean, it still has to mean such. All of your personal belongings that are back in Ukraine. I mean, is that? Oh, it's my. It's 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 done. It's, it's done. Uh, yeah. It's Mariupol. There, there's people that are dying right now. Civilians. So, what my, did you have there? You had you had your wallet. You had your hockey equipment. You had your laptop. You had so, your your wardrobe, obviously. My so my hockey bag and my stuff is the Kramatorsk. But all my personal belongings, my watches, my 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 jewelry, my money, laptop with all my pictures of of oh my god, man. No. All the pictures from from when I was when I met my wife and everything, and when we were kids. Uh, I I everything. What I I'm trying to call, get in contact, just just to be sure if she's alive. She the 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 owner of our my apartment, but she she's she's not even in in, in she's not there. She, I don't know if you've I don't know if you thought about this because it obviously it's fresh, so it'd be understandable if you didn't, but 
Have you thought about the rest of your career? Like, do you still have plans to go play overseas somewhere? Look, it's, it's and at the beginning, I, you know, when, you know, you have a lot of thoughts to yourself for the, you know, the, yeah. the three days you're there, right? You know, I say, I'm, I'm done. I'm leaving. I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave anymore because I want to, I want to stay with my family and then, and, and, you know, be there and, Hockey is done. You know, it's been 10 years you've been doing it. But then you think about it, you're like, uh, every, you know, you can, I lived the the situation where you can die every second. Yeah. Any, any second you, you can die. So I, I've lived it. So now I understand the, 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 the perspective of this. So I'm thinking, no, instead of stopping everything, no. Change it, live, do what you love, be happy. For me, what I love is to play hockey and be with my family. And that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I'm going to keep doing because I'm, you know, thank God I'm somehow good at it because I, I'm, I'm, I make money out of it. And you're very good at it. As a matter of fact, you put up big point totals for uh, many years in your career if memory serves me well, I think you suffered an accident to your knee uh, and uh, it set you back a little bit, but you still were able to uh, continue doing your thing. You you have a lot of flair. You're a very, very good player. And I think you're 30 years old. You still have a lot of hockey left in you. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, 30, 30 is like the new 20, but... but well, Especially for you, because I see yeah, I know the way you take care of your I, body. I take my career very seriously. You know, I, I don't... I'm not a heavy, you know, I, I don't drink and I have, you know, my brothers with, with the, the Sherbadov MMA gyms, you know, I, you know, I live in a gym, you know, I, li- I live to train. I, I love this. So, you know, my, my body, it's like, it's like an 18 year old, 18 year old body. So I can, I can play like this. If I continue to, to take care of my body as I do now, I can play for, you know, 35, 40, easy. 37 38 but but in 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 the same caliber but in even better because i'm i'm getting i'm getting better i'm getting wiser with the years of course you have more experience yeah in ending you finally met your son it's crazy it's crazy because you know you haven't met him and then you know you don't know him and then he's right there. He's, he was sleeping in this little, you know, little bassinet. And you're crying. You're, you're kissing, hugging him. And then you see your daughter that you, you, you know and that you love so much because, you know, it's your baby daughter. And you just, you know, lay down next to her. You hug her and, you, just, you, you know, you just wait. You breathe this, this, this whole this whole situation. Pardon me, I'm for sure I understood. It was a, a, a little boy or a little girl. Pardon me. I have two kids. Oh, you have two kids. The the, the oh. son is the newborn, which you hadn't met yet. Yeah, and there's my daughter that that you wow. know. That Who's she, how old? She's she's two years old. Wow. Um, Elizar uh, Sherbatov, God bless you uh, and your beautiful family. Thank uh, you. You're back home with your family and friends. Um, I'm happy you made it, bud. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for joining us to share your story. I really appreciate it. And there you have it. 
Marinero, the sick podcast. Tell uh, your friends about it. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the sick podcast and follow and subscribe to our YouTube channel at the sick podcast, because this podcast, um, it's the sick podcast. God bless. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google play and Apple podcasts. The sick podcast is brought to you by 8.6 intense by nature and Lakash. If the last time you went to Lakash was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lakash. The menu will surprise you. <laughs>